Welcome back to In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. For this episode, I'm joined by Gavin Knapp, SEMA's Director of Market Research. In this role, Knapp spearheads SEMA's market research efforts, compiling numerous reports for the organization and taking the pulse of the aftermarket industry in its many segments throughout the year. During this episode, we'll discuss how SEMA puts together these in-depth reports, the findings of the recently released 2023 SEMA market report, the future of the aftermarket industry, and a lot more. But that's enough for me. Now it's time to get in gear with Gavin Knapp. I'm here with Gavin Knapp, the SEMA Director of Market Research. Gavin, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I just want to start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about what you do at SEMA as the Director of Market Research. Sure. So, you know, a little, little background. Um, I work for SEMA and, you know, everybody out there has heard of the SEMA show. It's this great spectacle of automotive culture inside mm-hmm. it's this wonderful you know business opportunity for shops to see the latest and greatest products to meet with manufacturers help plan their their business um but throughout the whole year sema as a membership organization with 7000 member companies in this market uh our mission is really focused on helping this industry uh, move forward and really about helping these to succeed. And one of the ways we do that is my department, which is all about information. Mm-hmm. So I go out and I collect information in a variety of different ways and analyze it, put it together. And then I present it back to the industry. And that's through the reports we do, through webinars, through articles in our magazine or our newsletter, as well as articles that get picked up in places like the shop. And (laughs) I love you guys cover everything that I do and help get it out to the industry. So that's kind of cool. Awesome. Well, so you guys recently put out the the 2023 market report. Can you tell us a little bit more in detail about what that is and kind of some of the major findings from that report this year? Yeah, yeah. So uh, every year, um, beginning of June, we come out with our SEMA market report. And really, that is our take on the size and scope of the industry. Um, And when I say the industry, what I mean is the industry that we're looking at, which is really the personalization, customization space. Mm-hmm. So um, it's sometimes said that it's the stuff you want, not necessarily the stuff you need. Mm-hmm. So um, what we do is we go out and we do data collection in a few different ways. We put out this report. So this last year um, in 2022, Uh, consumers spent uh, about $52 billion buying parts from this industry. Um, And that's just for the part cost. That doesn't include 
installation or labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within the report, it looks at how that breaks up with different part types, uh, where people purchase things, um, and what they're using for, what types of vehicles, etc. cetera. Um, so really what we're looking at is, you know, we've had some, some really nice sustained growth. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple of years, you know, it seems somewhat surprising COVID hit and all of a sudden our industry took off. Sure. Yeah. Really good, strong growth. Um, this last year we still saw growth. It wasn't that hyper growth we were seeing for a little bit, but continue to be moving forward. Um, and that's our expectation going forward for this year. We'll see some some nice growth and then next year it'll ramp up again. Um, that's our forecast going forward. Great. Well, so how do you gather all of this information? I mean, where is it coming from? Is it from individual manufacturers? Is it surveys you guys are putting out? Mm-hmm. So we bring in information from a few different places, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of this is really built um, from the customer's point of view. Mm-hmm. So we do a survey of over 20,000 drivers across the U.S. And we ask them, you know, what kind of car do you have? Um, what have you bought for your car? Where did you buy it? How much did you pay, et cetera? Um, we use that along with information on the demographics of the U.S., as well as the vehicle population, as well as information that we gather from the industry directly. And we use that to build up our estimates of the market. Okay. Um, and so other than just the overall market, what were some some findings from the report um, kind of specific to different segments. Uh, Is there anything that was blowing up last year? Is there anything that was kind of, kind of slowing down a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, the changes are really following um, what we're seeing is some shifts in the overall vehicle market. Mm -hmm. So if you look at new vehicle sales, um, Some of the manufacturers, the OEMs, are almost not selling any traditional cars, Mm -hmm. right? We're talking sedans and coupes. So we're seeing a contraction in that market of the traditional car, the midsize car, the small compact car market. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the, the key findings. So if you think about the products that are going on that, um, we're seeing a, a bit smaller opportunity there. The flip side is all of those sales are going towards this crossover CUV. Mm-hmm. Era. Um, so we're seeing an expansion there, um, which is, you know, it's kind of an interesting space. In some ways, it's, you know, cars made to look like SUVs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think from the consumer standpoint, there's a different sort of headspace there. I was talking to somebody some while ago in Europe about trailer hitches. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I happened to mention we do trailer hitches only on trucks. And they're like, oh, we put them on our BMWs over here. 
<laughs> I, I think to me that's sort of a an interesting idea when it comes to these crossovers because what you wouldn't do to your BMW 3 Series, like <laughs> on a trailer hitch, sure. you would do for a BMW X3. Yeah. Right? You'd sure. put a hitch on it. You'd put some racks on it, um, aggressive tires, things like that. That's really becoming um, an emerging space mm-hmm. industry and that part of the industry. Um, and then, of course, there's the 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 big guy for our industry, which is really pickups. Mm-hmm. Um, and pickups is such a large market of opportunity because there's a lot of them on the road. But it also, you know, every one of them represents such a great opportunity because there's so many things you can do with pickups. Um, you know, whether that be performance with handling or, of course, all of the bed accessories. Sure. Um, you briefly mentioned demographics. What what did you guys find in in, in your research about um, the particular people who are accessorizing their vehicles? Yeah, you know, one of the things we find consistently, um, and we've even done some research to dive into this, is that um, young people are still the heart of our market, Mm -hmm. right? I know we hear a lot of stuff about um, young people don't like cars and this and that. And there's some truth to the fact that it's much harder for a 16-year-old, say, to get their license, to have a car, et cetera. But really, once you get to be into your 20s, you're going to need a car Mm -hmm. and you're going to drive. And just like other things in their life, like their phone, they want to personalize it. Um, So we really do find that, you know, half of our market is, you know, under the age of 40. And those younger people are really more likely to do more aggressive upgrades. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to do their own work um, in DIY. Um, and so that's one of those things that can seem kind of counterintuitive to what we hear in some of the media. Um, but really, we see this consistently year after year that um, young people are still in our market and still want to do this accessorization. Sure. Um, you mentioned that you guys are expecting more growth in the coming years. I mean, is that part of and I, I'm not asking you to speak for, for SEMA here necessarily, but I mean, is that part of why you guys feel like um, there is that potential for growth? going forward, even though everything we've been hearing is that, you know, the industry is, you know, is aging out. It's kind of in this transitionary period where, you know, electric vehicles are taking off and everything. I mean, is that part of why you guys are still feeling so positive about it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly there are a lot of, there are a lot of changes going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's a, there's a few factors here, which, You know, one is the amount of vehicles on the road continues to grow. So every year, you know, millions of new cars get sold and some millions of cars go off the road, go into scrappage. Mm -hmm. 
but that number is always less. Mm -hmm. So every year, the number of vehicles on the road keeps growing. Um, you know, we're up near almost 300 million cars on the road in the U.S. Cars and trucks, that's just passenger cars and trucks. Um, and as I said, that number keeps growing. Um, so the opportunity continues to grow. Um, and I, I don't see a contraction in that mm -hmm. coming anytime soon, even though some people uh, want to push that agenda. Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, and again, as long as, and we see it consistently, but as long as young people are coming into this market, um, then we're going to continue to have this, this fresh blood, um, new buyers and new purchasers in our market. Um, and even as we see some changes like electric vehicles, mm -hmm. one is the conversion or shift to an electric vehicle fleet is still going to be a, a decade upon decade process, mm -hmm. right? I, I mean, right now of new cars sold, we're only looking at five or 7% uh, of new cars being sold this year mm -hmm. as EVs. So it, it'll take 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years um, before the ice engine vehicles uh, get displaced. Mm -hmm. um, and even as that goes on, we also have to remember that an EV is still a car or a truck, right? Mm -hmm. Still a four-wheel vehicle that has, you know, largely the same parts and same functions on it. It just has a different drivetrain. Mm -hmm. So, there's no um, there's no rule that says our industry can't have fun with EVs too. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, what have you guys seen in the numbers in terms of uh, the industry moving towards electric vehicles and and uh, electric vehicle specific parts? Have, have did you guys find anything in in your research this year? Yeah, so um, we're definitely seeing the um, uptake of sales for alt-power alt vehicles uh, increase. Um, you know, one of the things, the reality is it's still a really, really small piece of the overall auto market. Mm -hmm. right? So we're in that phase of, you know, Companies with aftermarket parts trying to figure out, you know, what vehicles are going to be available mm -hmm. and see a plethora of new EVs coming out over the next couple of years. Um, and then which ones are going to have enough uptake to make it viable to make parts for. Mm -hmm. um, while we're also going to see a shift in the demographics of EV buyers. Mm -hmm. so Right now, we're only looking at these first early adopters, right? Mm -hmm. And early adopters may be buying EVs for, you know, their own reasons, because they think it's green or mm -hmm. because they think they um, look good by driving these new cool things. Mm -hmm. As they do become more mainstream, 
um, then we'll see a shift in those demographics and a shift in the way people perceive them and what they're going to want to do with them. Gotcha. Um, kind of shifting shifting gears here a little bit. Um, it's a lot of information in this report. Um, how can shops and our listeners kind of use this information to improve their business? Yeah. So um, if we're, this is, as you said, a, a pretty encompassing report. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff here. Um, you know, one and first and foremost is this report details the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. It details in in broad strokes what's being sold, what consumers are going after, um, where they're going for these things um, and what platforms they're putting them on. And so it, it really is um, great for that sort of planning concept. Mm-hmm. You know, I had uh, somebody come up to me after one of my presentations who was on the retail side and they said, you know, wow, thank you. I I, I looked through your report. I, I looked at, you know, what was being sold, um, the, the vehicles they're being sold for. And I revamped my, my inventory and the way I was um, promoting my shop and I've tripled my sales. Now, I make no promises that's going to happen to everyone, <laughs> um, but those success stories are what keeps us coming back, right? Yeah, absolutely. And really that, you know, this was someone who took the time to say, okay, this is where the market's going. Um, so let me make sure that I'm following that. Great. Well, um, we're almost out of time here. Uh, I, I want to ask you um if you can tell our listeners a little bit about where they can access this report and how they can access it and uh, what other research you guys will have uh, coming out later this year. Absolutely. So um, first and foremost, you can go to our website, uh, SEMA.org, S-E-M-A.org. And if you go to slash research, or you just find it on the first page and click the research link, you will come to our direct page that has all of our reports available right there. Um, So we have a variety of reports available. Some of them are really about the market and Mm -hmm. then some of them are about consumers. So if you focus on the truck market, we have some things like our pickup report that really dives in on that market and what owners of pickups are doing. In addition to that, if you go to the SEMA website and you go to our virtual education session, you can see webinars that we've done on each of our reports and about these things. Um, and that's that's really uh, a way for people to hear sort of our our background analysis and fill in the blanks of some of the things that you're going to see on the pages of the reports. Mm -hmm. As as if you come to the SEMA show, uh, look for me doing education sessions there. And as we go forward, um, we 
are going to have a few things. So in the fall, we will be releasing what we call our state of the industry report. And that is really um, a look at how business is doing. Our business is saying that they're up, down, um, where they're doing well, what's their expectations for the coming year, things like that. In January, we'll release our future trends um, report, which is really um, our way of looking towards the future. And we pick some hot topics in the in the industry to look forward on. The one we did this year was really focused on this idea of the changing vehicle fleet. So you can pick up that report um, and get a lot of information there. And then we'll also have a um, another consumer-focused report coming out this fall um, that's really going to be focused on uh, consumer lifestyles. Great. Well, Gavin, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was awesome. Well, thank you too. I, I appreciate it. Um, and I also want to say, you know, we are here as a resource to the industry, um, a resource to our members. And so um, people can feel free to reach out and um, I'm happy to try to help. Thanks again to Gavin for coming on the show. If you want to learn more or check out the 2023 SEMA market report, as Gavin mentioned, head to sema.org research. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find the rest of our catalog on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And while you're at it, please head to theshopmag.com to subscribe to our magazine and our daily email newsletter. That's all I've got this time, so thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. Cheers. <laughs>